Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Hi folks, it's good to be back. You're listening to the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan. You'll find me on Twitter at FPL General. If you're a new listener, welcome aboard. I'm recording this episode on Thursday night, just after the EFL Cup tie between Liverpool and Manchester City has finished. Man City came out on top 3-2, cracking game. Kevin De Bruyne masterclass with two assists, Salah on the score sheet and Darwin Nunes missing plenty of chances. The game week 17 deadline is on Boxing Day, December 26th at 11am UK time. It's always one of the best days of football in the calendar, so let's hope it's an exciting one FPL-wise. On today's pod, I'll bring you up to speed on the double gaming announcements which occurred during the World Cup break, talk you through my Game Week 17 player watch list, answer 10 questions from Twitter, touch on the Game Week 17 captaincy decision and reveal my latest Game Week 17 draft. If you'd like to become an Athletic subscriber, visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to avail of the latest discount offer for new subscribers. During the break for the World Cup, we did get news of double game week. So just to bring up the speed, because I know some listeners will have completely checked out. I'll be checking back in ahead of the Box of Day fixture. So what we know for sure, game week 19. So this Box of Day is game week 17. So in three game weeks time, game week 19, Chelsea and Fulham will have two fixtures. Chelsea will face Man City and Fulham, while Fulham will face Leicester and Chelsea. Then in game week 20, if, and this is a big if, if Manchester City and Tottenham don't require an FA Cup third round replay, both teams will have a double game week. So that would be Manchester City against Manchester United and Tottenham, and Tottenham would be facing Arsenal and Man City. So that's dependent on the FA Cup results. But unfortunately, we won't know that until a couple of days before the Game Week 20 deadline. Game Week 23 is definitely a double game week for Man City and also Arsenal. Man City will face Villa and Arsenal, while the Gunners play Brentford and Man City. The big advice here at this time of the year is follow Ben Crellin on Twitter. It's at Ben, C-R-E-L-L-I-N. He will keep you right on all things double game weeks and blank game weeks for the rest of the season. Just a couple of tweets from Ben in the last day or two as well. Now, again, this is just predictions, nothing set in stone yet. Ben thinks Arsenal are fairly likely to have a double game week in game week 21 as well. So Arsenal definitely have a game week 23 and there's a chance they could have one in game week 21 also. So Arsenal assets were attractive anyway. They're top of the league, but those double game weeks make them even more attractive. So I would say you probably want to have at least two Arsenal players now, if not all three. Another comment from Ben this week, Brighton and either Bournemouth or Crystal Palace 
will probably double in Game Week 21. And there's a slim chance of a triple Game Week for Brighton. So we very rarely have a triple Game Week. I remember way back in the day, Middlesbrough had one. Might have been about 2006 or something. I think it was when they were had a good run in the UEFA Cup. And I think Manchester United might have had one during the COVID times as well. So Brighton looking like they're going to have a double game week in 21. Nothing confirmed yet. And a small possibility of a triple game week, according to Ben. So players like Trossard straight away come to mind. And some people might want to look at Sanchez, the goalkeeper, or maybe a dunk or a Webster. Although I do think Webster may be carrying a slight knock at the moment. So that's just an update on double game weeks. By the time this recording goes out on Friday... I remember this time last year, I think a day or two before Christmas, we got some more double game week announcements. So it wouldn't surprise me if some more fixtures get confirmed before the deadline on Boxing Day. So keep your eyes peeled, keep your ears peeled for new information. But the main thing is follow Ben and he will keep you right. Next up is my Game Week 17 player watch list. So this is the pool of players I'm honing in on for these unlimited transfers. And it's a reminder to those of you who have checked out for a while, you do have unlimited transfers. Now you've basically got a free wildcard. You can make as many changes as you want for the Boxing Day fixtures. You can build a whole new team and get rid of the players who were annoying you before the World Cup. So going to go position by position, goalkeepers, I'm looking at three options, Kepa at Chelsea, Ramsdale at Arsenal and Danny Ward at Leicester. So I'm looking not to spend too much cash on that position. It's probably going to be either go for the Kepa-Ward combo or else go for Ramsdale just as a set and forget goalkeeper. And if I do go for Ramsdale, Ward might end up being on the bench anyway, but it could be Ramsdale-Everson if I'm short of cash. In terms of defenders, Trippier is a no-brainer. He's definitely going to be in. Cancelo looking like he's going to make the cut as well. The other options I'm considering for the third spot, an Arsenal defender, so someone like Gabriel or Ben White. Although if I go Ramsdale, I probably won't go for an Arsenal defender. It's probably one or the other. Robertson and Trent are under consideration at Liverpool as well. Disappointing first 16 game weeks. I owned both players in game week one for about seven or eight weeks and it did not go well. But I'm trying to kind of treat this second chunk of the season is a bit of a fresh start for most players and teams so that's why they are under consideration Reese James is a good option at Chelsea they've got a double game week I'll talk about him later he's under consideration and then it's the cheaper guys for the bench Patterson at Everton I think is the best bench filler and we've got Bueno at Wolves also so it's probably going to be one or the other of those as well I think Patterson is the safer option midfielders on the watch list the two big ones Mohamed Salah at Liverpool and Kevin De Bruyne at Manchester City. I sat down and I watched 90 minutes of that game on Thursday night to try and decipher which one to go for, and it did not make it any easier. De Bruyne was amazing, but Salah did get on the score sheet as well. Salah, to me, is the goal scorer. Kevin De Bruyne is going to get lots of assists. I really don't think there's too much in that decision, and there is a question on it, so I will come back to it. And I'll let you know in my team reveal towards the end who is in my current draft, but it's certainly... Very much still a 50-50 call at the moment. Other players on the watch list, lots of midfielders around the 8 million price point. Phil Foden, lots of scars there from the three benches in a row before the World Cup though. So I'm not ready to go back there just yet. James Madison, 
Although Leicester do come back to Newcastle and Liverpool, so not sure I want to go there straight away. Kulisewski at Tottenham, good fixtures. Then you've got Saka and Martinelli at Arsenal. Probably going to go for one of them. Might even double up on those Arsenal midfielders. You've got Rashford at a good price, playing well at Manchester United. Scored in the cup midweek as well. Trossard, who I mentioned earlier, more attractive now as well with potential double game weeks and triple game weeks. Miguel Almiron didn't own him at all yet this season. Feels like an easy pick at 5.8. And Andreas Pereira still under consideration in that fifth midfield spot for the bench. Strikers, Haaland's definitely going to be in. Other players under consideration, not too many. Harry Kane, quite hard to fit him in if you go for a premium midfielder. And Haaland though. Darwin Nunes, easier to fit in. And I like the Liverpool fixtures. Callum Wilson and Mitrovic, who's on four yellow cards but has a double game week coming in is a game week 19. Harry Kane is also on four yellow cards, I should mention. So that is the watch list. Again, probably pretty similar to most of your watch lists. And hoping to probably cut that down a wee bit in the next 24, 48 hours and then lock it in Christmas night because I don't really want to be on the website on Boxing Day morning. everyone else is winding down for Christmas, the Athletics Club podcasts are firing back up over the festive period to celebrate the return of domestic football. Catch Talk of the Devils, Handbrake Off, The Phil Hay Show and all your favourite club shows. None of that World Cup nonsense is behind us. All are free to listen to, of course, on Apple, Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Time to answer some Twitter questions now. I've picked out 10 of the best. Thanks, as always, for sending them across. First one is from Dave Hale. How much do we take pre-World Cup form and data into account? Good question. I think a lot of us are asking ourselves this question going into Game Week 17. How much weight do we put on on the numbers? You know, the expected stats and all that kind of stuff from before the World Cup, you know, players that were playing well, players that weren't playing well. How much do we think of this as a fresh start? And it's probably a bit of a split for me. I'm probably going to give it kind of a 50-50 weighting in terms of looking at numbers from beforehand, but also really trying to remember this is a lot like a game week one. There is there was quite a long break. You know, some players were at the World Cup, some weren't, players were on holidays. It it does feel a bit like a preseason in a lot of ways. So Again, you've probably got to kind of come up with your own view on this. Some people will rely very heavily on the numbers and trust them from beforehand, whereas other people will lean the other way on the spectrum 
and think this is a bit of a fresh start, so I might go you know slightly different with my picks from beforehand. So again, just think about how you want to weight it. But for me, again, it's probably a bit of a split. I'm going to obviously going to have a lot of players that did well first half of the season, but there's probably a few. You know, I mentioned the Liverpool fullbacks there. If we look at the numbers from the first half of the season, they'd probably be nowhere near our teams. But again, I've got I've got faith in Jurgen Klopp and Liverpool to improve things. So, and again, I'm trying to be slightly different in some positions because my rank is nowhere near where I want it to be. I'm just outside the top one million. So I've got a lot of climbing to do and a lot of green arrows to achieve. And I feel like I don't want to have you know 15 players that everyone else has. I do want to have one, two, maybe three picks that do have some lower ownership. Question from Dave Thompson. For those doing badly overall, how much should we go off template to make up ground in many leagues? Yeah, Dave's in the same situation as myself, going into the restart with a lot of ground to make up. And again, I think six weeks ago when Game Week 16 finished, I was saying to myself, right, I'm going to come back, Game Week 17, I've got nothing to lose, it's been a tough season so far, I'll just go for it and I'll go off the wall, five or six differentials, you know, be a bit riskier with captaincy, go against Haaland from time to time. But as we get closer to Game Week 17, I've kind of reverted to my usual style. I don't think we need to go overboard. We're only 16 game weeks in and we did miss a full game week as well. So I think we've only had 15 game weeks of of points. So there's a lot to play for. So I much prefer the slow and steady approach to making up ground in many leagues and in overall ranking. So I'm just going to try chip away at it week after week I've, I've set myself some small targets you know get the top 500k first of all get to 400k get to 250k if I can get to 100k brilliant from 1 million anything else would be a bonus and the same in many leagues I've been looking at some of my many leagues I'm in a league with a with a couple of guys who who don't take FPL very seriously but they enjoy having me in the league. It kind of gives them more to play for and they, they really enjoy getting the better of me. And that's probably the one mini league that I want to improve on more than any others. There's a few of them ahead of me, four or five of them. So it's basically a, a case of setting targets, you know, catch Davey, catch Henry, catch Chris, catch Jason, and just try and tick them off one by one between now and Game Week 38 and hopefully pass all of them. So I think it's a good idea. Do set yourself small targets that kind of lead to a bigger one rather than trying to go out there with loads of differentials from the start. Maybe, you know, some people will be tempted not to captain Haaland this week, for example. But I feel like you can just dig yourself a bigger hole. And, you know, by the time we get through these three game weeks over Christmas and New Year, by the time we get to game week 20, your season could be completely over. You know, I'm 1 million right now. If I go off the wall with my picks, I could be 2 million very, very quickly. So I'm going to take the slow and steady approach, keep it simple, focus on the good teams, the good FPL picks who are good value, who have good fixtures, and you know one or two or maybe three slightly left field picks is fine. But again, talking about the template, I always say the only template that matters is your own template. Focus on that and just try and get green arrow after green arrow. And it don't have to be huge green arrows. Just take it game week after game week. That goes for... You know, if you're having a good season as well, just you know, keep doing what you've been doing and try not to overthink it. But people like myself and Dave, we're coming for you if you're doing well. Question from Johnny Small. It's a big question. Salah or KDB? So looking at the points in the first chunk of the season, De Bruyne came out on top with 90 and Salah had 82. 
So an eight-point difference, and De Bruyne did that in slightly less minutes as well. Look at the fixtures. Salah has Villa, Leicester, Brentford, and Brighton. On paper, to me, that's pretty good. Although Villa, new manager, Leicester defending much better in the second half of the first half of the season. And then Manchester City's fixtures are Leeds, Everton, Chelsea, and then that possible double game week made up of Manchester United and Tottenham. So I've been to and fro on Sal and De Bruyne like a lot of people have. It's even crossed my mind to try and fit both of them in, but I don't think that's viable with Haaland as well. And I'm, I quite fancy Darwin up front also. So I think the double up is probably off the cards for me. You could put a draft together and see how it looks. But after watching that City-Liverpool game on Thursday night, I, I'm slightly leaning towards De Bruyne now. Just magnificent, so heavily involved. You know, I think the touches in the game, uh, I think De Bruyne's touch was up around 70, whereas Salah's were down around 25 or 30. Yeah, I know touches don't mean much, but just everything City do going forward, Kevin De Bruyne is involved. His deliveries were sensational, just looked absolutely on it. I think City are the better team also, that comes into my thinking. And also... You know, I was initially I was thinking about starting with Salah, like a lot of people, and then moving to De Bruyne for City's double game week if it gets confirmed. But I also like the idea of just starting with De Bruyne, and then that frees up that transfer to do something else. You know, a lot of managers will be going Salah to De Bruyne, whereas I could jump on something else, and hopefully that might give me an edge in that game week. So that's where I'm at at the moment. Salah was in my team this morning, but Kevin De Bruyne is in there now. I think De Bruyne is going to stay there, but again like yourselves, it's not an easy decision and it might change a couple of times before Boxing Day. Question from Dominic Hurst. Dominic has one midfield slot left at the 8 million price point. Who's the best option from Foden, Kulisevsky, Saka and Rashford? So basically what I'm going to do here is I'm going to include all the midfielders under 8 million that were on my watch list that I mentioned and I'm going to rank them. So on the 8 million price point itself before anything else, very important, no matter what you do with your FPL team with your unlimited transfers, you want to leave it flexible for future transfers because we don't know which players are going to emerge. And I think it's quite important to either have a midfielder around 8 million or if you're going for a Martinelli or a Rashford instead, for example, maybe leave some cash in the bank, maybe 1 million, 1.5 million, so you can get from a Rashford or a Martinelli to the 8 million price point because there's so many good options there and we're certainly going to want to be shopping in that you know probably for the rest of the season so Dominic mentioned Foden, Kulisevsky, Saka and Rashford I'm going to include Martinelli, Almiron, Madison, Trossard I'm going to throw Odegaard in here as well even though he's not on my watch list I just prefer Saka and Martinelli but Odegaard's a great pick in his own right so in order of preference I think Almiron's number one mainly because of price but also because he's playing for one of the top three, top four teams in the league at the moment. So Almiron, to me, is a bit of a no-brainer because going Almiron allows you to have lots of big hitters elsewhere in your squad. He's an, As well as an excellent FPL pick, he's a great enabler. I'm going to put Saka second, Martinelli a close third. Saka's got the penalties, love owning him, did well for me earlier in the season. I'm, I'm quite keen to go back there. Arsenal top of the league. So I don't really want to overthink it with Arsenal. I know their fixtures are not brilliant, 
but I still think we should be looking to have two or three Arsenal assets given how good they've been this season. I know Jesus will have an impact, you know, a negative impact, I think, not being in the squad, but I don't think it'll have that much of an impact. There should still be plenty of FPL points for the Arsenal attacker. So Almer on one, Saka two, Martinelli three, Rashford a close fourth, mainly because of three fixtures over the festive period are really good for Manchester United. Rashford really cheap, playing really well. Madison comes next. Madison would be higher on my list. He'd be closer to Almiron and Saka if Leicester didn't have Newcastle and Liverpool to begin with. That doesn't mean you can't start with them and just leave them there as a long-term pick. Trossard comes next. If we get confirmed double game weeks, he will jump up to maybe second or third on the list. Then comes Kulisewski. Love him as a player. Love watching him. I'd just like to see a few more goals from him. To me, he's very much more of an assister. I'm going to put Odegaard next. And then Foden last, because I am scarred. I don't like worrying about team sheets. And I'm quite high on Kevin De Bruyne now. So it's probably going to be Cancelo, De Bruyne, Haaland for me. As I think that's the best City triple up. Going De Bruyne just takes away the rotation concern that you get with the likes of Foden. So that is why he's bottom of the list. Now, one player I didn't mention, Mason Mount. Maybe he should be on my watch list. But again, owned them game week 1-3, to 1-4. to four, Terrible bad memories, don't really want to go back there. There was a slight injury concern in the last couple of days as well, but he was pictured in training today, as was Kepa and Rhys James. Chelsea fixtures are great. Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest, and a double game week, which includes Manchester City and Fulham. So they're basically playing the three promoted teams in the next four game weeks. Might even be the next three game weeks. I'm not sure if we've got Man City-Fulham mixed up there in the double. So the fixtures are there for Chelsea. I'm just not feeling it with Potter, with rotation, with you know pretty disappointing first 16 game weeks. If I go for a Chelsea asset, it's probably only going to be the goalkeeper. I'm not really too high on Rhys James as much as other people. And when it comes to Mason Mount, yes, this could be a nice little spell to own him and then maybe jump off him. But for me, the players I mentioned in those rankings, I think I just prefer all of them over Mason Mount, looking at his underlying numbers from the season as well. So maybe that will come back to bite me. Maybe Mount will do well in this little spell, but I'm not looking to go back there. Question from FPL Dave. Lots of Daves asking questions this week. Mitrovic versus Wilson, please. So I think Mitrovic wins this because of double game week 19, because he's a captaincy candidate that week. Can you confidently captain a Chelsea player? I'm not so sure. Mitrovic, I think, is a decent captaincy candidate for double game week 19. I also think there will be single game week players that week you can captain. You know, Salah, Haaland, for example, regardless of fixture. Mitrovic does have four yellows. That's given me pause. What's also given me pause on Mitrovic is he wasn't involved at all in the most recent Fulham friendly. So I'm, I'm just concerned there might still be some lingering injury issues. There was some, you know, I think a few people tweeted me during the World Cup break about... You know, still having some issues issues while he was with Serbia with that injury he'd been carrying for quite a while. So there's a couple of concerns there with Mitrovic, which I which I think makes it viable to go elsewhere. You can always go for someone else and come back to Mitrovic in game week 19. You know, you can wait to see if he gets through 17 and 18 without getting a yellow. Again, even if he gets the double without getting booked, are you going to captain him? If there's a risk of him getting booked in the first game of the double and then missing the second one. So Mitrovic is really, really tricky because we know he's a really good option. But there is more than one yellow flag there for me. You've got the injury, you know, possible injury still lingering. You've got the yellows and there's lots of good options out there, particularly in midfield. So 
Uh, spoiler alert, my current draft is a 3-5-2. So Mitrovic is not in it. Before I go on to the next question, I didn't mention Wilson there. Callum Wilson, great option. Uh, again, you could go Wilson short term and maybe jump to Mitrovic if you want them for the double. I think Trippier is the best Newcastle asset. I think Almiron is next best. And Wilson's not far behind. Uh, but again, there is plenty of other options out there. So Callum Wilson, absolutely fine to start Game Week 17 with him. Again, with Wilson, the concern for me is always injury, history, lots of games in a short space of time. Eddie Howe, will he start him you know, three games in seven or eight days? Maybe not. So again, slight concerns there. But again, that 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 is a concern for most players in the league during this busy period. Question from Christian Moore. What's up with Ivan Tony and the gambling allegations? Is he getting suspended? So the latest on Tony was he was charged with a few more, I think 30 more breaches of the gambling regulations or whatever they are. And he has until the 4th of January to respond to those charges. So that, what that means for FPL, Tony will probably be okay to play game 17, 18 and 19. The issue is the fixtures are not great. It's Tottenham, West Ham and Liverpool. So talking about Wilson and Mitrovic, I think both of those are better options than Tony at this moment in time. And also, obviously I don't know the details of the case, but if he does get banned you're forcing yourself into a, a transfer down the line as well. So I don't think it's worth going there. I would go Wilson or Mitrovic instead, or I would just go for a cheap third striker and get a get a fifth midfielder instead of Pereira that you can play every week instead of going for an Ivan Tony. Question from Jono Forwood. What about Enketia at 6.5 million? The reason Enketia is not on my watch list is, again, I like Wilson, I like Mitrovic. Even a punt on Martial, even though I'm not too keen on it, I like that because United fixtures are really good. When it comes to Arsenal, Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard, Ramsdale, White, Gabriel, I think they're all better picks than Enketia until he proves me wrong or tells me differently by his performances. So Enketia will not be in my Gaming 17 squad. Question from Inathi Bam. Been hearing Reese James is back. Is he a good option moving forward looking at Chelsea's good run of fixtures? So yeah, the Chelsea fixtures are good. Like I mentioned, three of their promoted teams and Manchester City in the next four game weeks, next three game weeks, because one of them is a double. Reese James kind of splits opinion is what I'm seeing in the FPL community. Some people think he's a he's a fantastic pick because the fixtures are good. People like me are a bit more wary. I don't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start all the games. I don't really want to be sweating over the Chelsea team sheet. I mean, if he does play, we know he's capable of big FPL points, but he just hasn't really done it this season. And I really don't trust Graham Potter. I think Graham Potter will happily play anyone at right back. You know, he'd, he'd probably play Havertz at right back and it wouldn't bother him. Uh, as he says, It's he sets up with a system. Uh, for opponents rather than you know picking players first so Reese James is looking like a no for me but you know if I see his name in the Chelsea team sheet against those opponents will I be fearful absolutely because I think he will be pretty highly owned next question from FPL Zlatan is Cancelo essential FPL Zlatan says I personally don't see many clean sheets in the city fixtures and I think saving money by going Reese James is the optimal play yeah I mean if you if you don't Expect City to keep too many clean sheets. You should probably back yourself there and not pick Cancelo. And if you do think Reese James is a good option, absolutely fine. And then, like Zlatan says here, you can use that cash save and maybe in midfield or up front. For me, 
Cancelo, I just like him as a pick because he gives you security of starts in that Manchester City defence. I do expect plenty of clean sheets there once they've got... Obviously, it wasn't a great defensive performance against Liverpool, but there was lots of changes in that team and lots of young guys playing you know, further up the pitch. So I've got faith in Pep. I've got faith in the Man City defence. Cancelo, we know what he can do going forward as well. He doesn't always turn it into FPL points, but at any moment... He can bang out a 15-pointer, you know, a goal, clean sheet, three bonus, and it hurts if you don't own him. So I just like him for security of starts into that City team with a double game week on the horizon also. Question from Dave Cockine. Given the template on Twitter appears to be pretty strong, where do you see yourself going against it? I appreciate you're a pretty conservative manager. So Dave makes a good point here. Uh, He mentions Twitter when he mentions the template. Don't get sucked in or caught up by the Twitter template because, you know, there's almost 11 million FPL teams out there. Twitter makes up a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of that. If you've been like me on Twitter the last week or two, every team you see has 10, 11, 12 of the same players. But when you look at your mini leagues, when Game Week 17 rolls around, there will be different players and there will be different picks. So don't get caught up in the Twitter bubble. You know, Kepa is a good example. I'm seeing Kepa in every team I see on Twitter. I think his ownership in FPL is only about 2 or 3%. So always kind of cross-check that just for a sanity check. If nothing else, you know, look at the ownership on the FPL website and it gives you, kind of reminds you that Twitter is not everything. It's it's actually more close to nothing than it is to being everything in terms of FPL. So focus on your own players. Don't worry too much about the teams you're seeing on Twitter. Uh, the question from Dave was, where do you see yourself going against the Twitter template. So the opportunities I see to go against it are with a goalkeeper. I think most people will go Kepa and Danny Ward if we get positive news on Kepa in the press conference. And I do think there is going to be lots of press conferences on Friday. So if you're wondering about that, it looks like there will be plenty of news. So someone like a Ramsdale, uh, even a Nick Pope, if you don't mind spending the money, there is ways to be different in the goalkeeper position. I also think the third defensive spot, so I think Trippier Cancelo will be extremely popular and I'm going to have both. The third defensive spot is where I'm looking elsewhere and that's why I'm I'm open to a punt on a Robertson or a Trent. The thing about Trent and Robertson, they're expensive, so if it doesn't work out, you can kind of jump off to any other defender afterwards. Another way to go against the template, the Twitter template as it is just now, is to go five midfielders. You drop Pereira, you drop Mitrovic, and you go two strikers and five mids. So that's what my current draft is. It doesn't have Pereira and it doesn't have Metro. And also Almiron. Again, splits a bit of opinion. I've seen a few big content creators not going for Almiron. That's good because you don't want to see everyone doing podcasts and YouTube videos with Almiron in their team. For me, again, it's, I just kind of get away from his price the team he's playing for, the way he's been performing and the other things that he allows in the squad. So I'm pretty set on starting with Almiron. But again, he's a player I wouldn't mind going without if you want to do something different because yes, he's been fantastic. How much can he really hurt you? I'm not convinced it will be you know massively, although I'm saying that as someone he, he hurt me week after week for the last you know three, four game weeks before the break. So yeah, goalkeeper position, third defensive spot, Five midfielders instead of three strikers, and then maybe going against Almiron is what I'm looking at. In terms of captaincy for Game 17, again, I said I would touch on it because, again, I think we're back to auto-captain Haaland until the double Game kick in. 
Haaland plays Leeds away last game of the game week on Wednesday evening. That is where my captain's armband will be. Good to see him on the score sheet against Liverpool. Harry Kane, if you want to go elsewhere, Harry Kane is away to Brentford, but that's the first kickoff, the early kickoff on Boxing Day. You don't want to ruin your Boxing Day with that one. But again, not a bad captaincy candidate. Salah and Darwin are away to Aston Villa. And if you want to go with an off-the-wall pick, Marcus Rashford is at home to Nottingham Forest. But again, I would not advise anyone to go against the machine that is Erling Haaland. This episode is supported by Season 3 of FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League 2 after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League 1? FX is welcome to Wrexham. Catch all new episodes Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Right, final section of the pod, the section you've all been waiting for, or the section that many of you have probably just skipped to to hear what my latest draft is. Like I said, 3-5-2 formation. This draft has 0.3 million in the bank. Ramsdale in goal. I like the idea of getting a defensive asset from the Arsenal team. I sold Saliba around game four or five, and it hurt me almost every week after that. So one of the things I noted down after game week 16 was fix that issue in game week 17 get a defensive asset from Arsenal I know the fixtures are not fantastic but I've got a lot of faith in them to continue to keep a good amount of clean sheets going Ramsdale over one of the defenders just opens up you know going a little bit something a little bit more exciting a little bit more punty in the third defensive position Ramsdale on goal with Danny Ward on the bench if I can afford it if I can't afford it I'll just go Ramsdale and Everson instead because you know hopefully never need the second goalkeeper anyway so currently sitting on Ramsdale but not real now Kepa either need to see what Potter's comments are but again Chelsea do I have much faith in them defensively not really no Kante you know just looking at the first half of the season Arsenal are the better defensive side Cancelo and Trippier are definitely in the third defensive spot is up for grabs current draft Trent Alexander-Arnold FPL pedigree 
we've got seasons and seasons worth of information where he can get lots and lots of FPL points. It's a shootout probably between himself and Robertson. Robertson looked pretty good, took up some good positions against City in the Cup. Trent wasn't involved at all, wasn't even on the bench, so need to just double-check. There's no issues there, but probably just probably just a rest, hopefully. Uh, but again, if there is any issues, hopefully it comes out before the deadline. So again, that defensive spot is up for grabs. For example, if I ended up on Kepa, maybe Trent would become an Arsenal defender or Robertson. So into midfield, midfield five, Kevin De Bruyne. Over Salah at the moment, coin toss, double Arsenal midfield of Saka and Martinelli. I've had Martinelli from game week one and I don't see myself losing him. Brilliant value, brilliant team, brilliant player, keep it simple. Saka, love owning him, penalties, look great at the World Cup. Again, Arsenal trying to focus on these big teams, prioritising picks from City, Arsenal, Newcastle, Liverpool and just a sprinkling from elsewhere. Rashford's mainly because of fixtures, three really good fixtures over Christmas and New Year, and then Rashford could possibly become someone like a Trossard if he has a double game week down the line, and then Almiron, again, just to enable everything else. Up front, Haaland and Darwin Nunes. I'm quite bullish on Darwin. Missed a lot of chances again against Manchester City, but I like to see him getting into those positions. He accumulates a lot of XG, and I think there will be weeks where he does score big. So, in particular, if I don't go for Salah, if I go Kevin De Bruyne, I do like the idea of having a piece of that Liverpool attack. And Darwin is obviously the most affordable route in there. So Ramsdale, Cancelo, Trippier, Trent or Robbo. De Bruyne, Saka, Martinelli, Rashford, Almiron, Haaland and Darwin. No Mitrovic, no Pereira, but I'm not ruling them out. That could change, obviously. There's a lot of tinkering to do between now and the Boxing Day. The bench, Danny Ward, Patterson at Everton, Bueno at Wolves. And Greenwood, the lead striker, who's 4.2 million. Now, the issue with this draft, I don't like the bench. It's too weak. Patterson, Bueno, Greenwood, to me, is not good enough. If I go 3-5-2, I want to have a better first sub. So what I could do is, if I switch Ward to Everson, I think that gives me 0.2, which, which would allow me to upgrade Patterson from a 4 million to a 4.5 million. And I think that would be much better. So again, that just gives you an idea of where I'm at on Thursday night. Have a great Christmas, folks, and best of luck for the Boxing Day fixtures. Happy tinkering. The next episode will be on Thursday, the 29th of December. It will be a Game Week 18 slash Game Week 19 combined preview, as there's less than a day between Game Week 18 ending and the start of Game Week 19. Thank you for listening. Hit subscribe so you don't miss that episode and leave a review if you can. It would be much appreciated. Have a very Merry Christmas and I will talk to you all very soon. The Athletic.